boys. Bad boys. Bad boys. What you gonna do? What, what you, you gonna, gonna do when they come for you, bad boys, bad boys? You're gonna do what you gonna That's in the do second when one. they That's come the for you. We usually yeah. only do the chorus. Hey, everybody. Hey, babies. Welcome to another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. I am your sex machine. Ooh. My family left me a little money. Ooh. I'm the first person to show up at the crime scene, and I'm the last one to go home. So <laughs> I don't care what anybody says about Zenobia. <laughs> Ow! And I'm your slick, moving, getting nothing from home, <laughs> taking care of the wife and kids, Lenny. <laughs> yep. And here on Light yep. Camera Cocktails. Cocktails. We pair amazing cocktails, cocktails. with amazing movies. Movies. And tonight is no different. No, no different whatsoever, baby. Well, we are starting a new month. Um okay. And we are doing Crush Month. Right? Is that what we called it? Yeah. Our, our Crush Month. Our Crush Month. Which means I that... Know. Me and Lenny are picking movies with our favorite Hollywood crush in it. <laughs> and so I'm starting it off, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> with us doing the original Bad Boys. Because we bad, bad boys. Bad, bad boys. boys for life. Not bad boys for life, but. Not bad for <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is where it gets confusing. This no. <laughs> is where we're going to get confusing. We're doing the 1995 Bad Boys movie with my crush, my booby boo boo boo, Will Smith. The one and only, baby. The one and motherfucking only. And we get to talk <laughs> about Martin Lawrence, too. I love that fool. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Um, But first... I'm ready to drink. Girl, I am so ready to drink this. Give it to me because it is smelling good in my cup and I'm ready to sip it. All right, here we go. Here we go. So we are drinking the Miami Mule. Bow, wow, wow. So um, I picked this cocktail for several reasons. One, this movie is located in Miami. Duh. And two, mule kind of has a double meaning. You know, you could be a drug mule. Classic. Which also goes with this movie. But I got this fancy cocktail from a book from a good friend of mine, Matthew and Saul, who gave it to me for Christmas. It's called Drinking on the Lanai. And it is a Golden Girls cocktail book. And if you know me, you know that I fucking love Golden Girls. Yeah, Thank she you loves for Golden being Girls. A friend. Woohoo! You love Golden Girls and you love drinking. So this is like the perfect book for you. It was it is literally the perfect book for me. So when we picked this movie, I was like, there's gotta be a Miami cocktail in there, and this one is what we got. So let's let's make a Miami mule. Yeah. So you're going to need one lime cut into eight pieces. Um you could do this or you could do half an ounce of just lime juice. Depending on how you feel it. 
Um, you're gonna need a handful of mint. I would also leave that to you because some people like a lot of mint. And some people don't like that much mint, so that's on you. I would say to do one fourth uh, an ounce of simple syrup and two ounces of spice rum. Mm. And you're gonna need some ginger beer. So what you're gonna do is you're going to put those eight pieces of lime into your shaker along with your mint and you're gonna muddle it. And then you're gonna add some ice in there, add the simple syrup and the rum, and you're gonna shake it up. And then you're going to put it in your copper mug. Oh, look at you, so fancy. Look at me in my copper mug. The key to a copper mug is to put ice in your mug first before you do anything else to get it all nice and cold. Mm-hmm. And so once you pour the shaker into your mug that could have crushed ice, that's up to you. Or you could just have mm-hmm. regular ice cubes. And you're going to pour what's in the shaker in there and you're going to top it with ginger beer. So it does say in the book to do about three and a half ounces of ginger beer, but that's on you as well. Some people don't really like the strong taste of ginger beer. So I can understand if you just want a little splash in there for some fun. And that, my friends, is the Miami Mule. So you can uh, garnish that with a lime or a mint or both. It's up to you. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, let's cheers. Let's do this. Let's do this. Cheers. I'm so excited. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. I love this. I love this. Okay. First of all, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we love rum. Like, why is the rum gone? We love rum. I drink it. Because we drank it. So the fact that I, it's like a, it's a mule, like a mojito a little bit and like a right? dark and stormy. I like it's, dig it. I really, yeah, I like mules. So th- this is a new take. I've never done it with rum before, spice rum especially. So yeah, I really like it. This is I a good, it. has a nice little sweeter taste than I feel like the rest of the mules usually have. Mm-hmm. It's I really feel you. Well, because the rum itself, I don't know what rum you're using, but the rum itself just is naturally sweet. So it's nice that it's yeah. coming through and it takes away from the strong ginger beer. I like it. Yeah. I'm using Captain Morgan for my spice rum. I'm using that new rum that I got. The I forget what it's called. Oh, sure. yeah. Your, but your fancy rum. My pirate rum. Yeah. Oh, so my that gosh. Is this is a my Miami mule. I know. Miami. Miami, Miami, got style, blue skies, gray skies, <laughs> white beach by the mile, Miami, I watched that last Miami. night because I, <laughs> you've got style, I watched it because I fucking kept singing it yesterday, <laughs> oh I love, I love it, <laughs> that's a song from Golden Girls as well, yes, <laughs> so are you ready for a little bit of Herstory. Give me that herstory, baby. I want to hear it. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit of history on the original mule, the Moscow mule. Okay, so this is where it all started. So there was this girl named Sophie Berzex. I'm so sorry. I know I'm saying it wrong. Um, She was from Moscow. She was born in like 1900. And... Her father owned a copper factory in Moscow called like Moscow Copper Company. And she would go there all the time after school. And one day she was like, Dad, we should make copper mugs. And he was like, okay, design it. Let's see what's up. So she does. 
They make these mugs and then they let them out into Russia and nobody wanted them. What? <laughs> nobody wanted oh, to buy on. them. Nobody cared. It just really didn't take off. So <laughs> fast forward 20 years later, she's in her 20s and Russia was not in like the best of place. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to get out of here. And her dad's like, sure, you should leave. Here, I'm going to send you with 2,000 copper mugs to to America. And so you can sell them there and, you know, you'll get some money and, and do your thing. So she left and went to New York where she met her husband. And then after they got married, they decided to move to Hollywood, California. Classic. Yep. And when they got there, her husband was like, look, babe, I love you. I think you're great. But I knew there was a butt coming. It's 1939. And you've been holding on to these mugs for so long. They're sitting in the corner of our small little apartment. Like you need to get rid of these mugs. So she's like, okay, fine. So she goes out and she knocks on door to door, selling them to people, selling them to neighbors. And then she happens to meet a man named John Martin. And if that name rings a bell, he is the owner and creator of Smirnoff Vodka. Stop it. Yeah. So this is around 1941. And when he comes to her or when she comes to him, he's like, you know what? I own this bar called the Cock and Bull Pub with my friend, Jack Morgan. And we, all of them have the same exact problem. Sophie has a problem. She has these copper mugs and nobody wants these copper mugs. Mm-hmm. Um, John Martin has a problem because this is the 19, 1941 and mm-hmm. the spirit of America is whiskey. It's all the oh. dark spirits. Nobody's buying white spirits maybe gin but vodka was just not it and jack morgan he liked to make ginger beer on his in his spare time making a gang of ginger beer but nobody wanted it because everybody was drinking ginger ale so all of them all of them had the same exact problem so they decided that they needed to come together to solve this problem and they ended up going to uh, the head bartender over at the Cock and Bull Pub, which I'm pretty sure it's still around. At least it was, still was around before the world ended in 2020. Yeah, I think but, it was on Sunset Boulevard, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I've the been same, there. Yep, this, this is where it all started. This is history. Oh, my God. How cool. Yeah, and so they went to the head bartender at the time, Wes Price, and they were like, look, girl, can you make up something? And he was like, okay, cool. And what we came up with, which is a Moscow Mule, which is pretty much what we're drinking today, but it's vodka and lime juice and ginger beer. And you can add a mint for garnish as well. And you need to have them in the copper cup for it to be a proper Moscow Mule. That's why I went out to go buy one. And it kind of blew up. Uh, Everybody loved it. And... Then, like, the drink kind of, like, fell off, like, you know, out of fashion, like clothes and movies and music and other cocktails have done. But it was in the past, I'm going to say about 10 years, when crafted cocktails came back into fashion, the Moscow Mm -hmm. Mule started popping up all over again. 
And so you might have had a mule like the Kentucky mule, which has bourbon in it, or an Irish mule, which has Irish whiskey, or a Mexican mule, which has tequila, or a honey mule, which has honey whiskey. Oh, like, so good. There's so I many. There's like a blueberry mule. And of course, we're drinking the Miami mule. And the copper cups are really cool because copper is a mineral, which will help mm-hmm. you with a lot of things. And it also keeps your drink extremely cold like these mugs are the best now we don't have i don't have like a legit copper mug like the inside is like stainless steel for like health purposes but yeah i did find that sophie's grand grandson or great grandson is still around and he decided to bring up the business again making remaking sophie's famous copper mugs so uh, go look for some of those. I was hoping like. that we would get full circle. I was like, wait, but so what happened to the family in Russia? Do they still make the copper mugs? I don't know if they still make the copper mugs, but the son, the grandson who's here in America, he is redoing the family business. So that's ah. a little fun facts on the mule. I thought that was a really cool story. So I had to. That's to... real. No, no. It's a cool story. No. I love that. I can't believe she held on to the mugs for so long. For like so she... long. Her husband was like, girl, you girl, got to let go. go. <laughs> you got to let it go. But like her dad made them specifically for her, like to yeah, help. And to help. he believed in her. And I really love that. I love that. He story. did. I feel like he's like, look, I made all these damn mugs for you because you said they would sell. And they did it. So if you're leaving, take these damn mugs with you. But I also like your, your version. I'm just saying that would be my dad. Like, I love you. But I wasted all this time and money on these mugs. <laughs> Made these mugs for you. Better get do something you with better, them. You better do something with them. Get That's these out of my factory. <laughs> That's why I love my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love my dad. But he would definitely be like, get these out of my warehouse get, now. Get these out of here. <laughs> <I would've... laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Sophie. And thank you. It was called the Moscow Metals. You said the company was named? Moscow Copper Company. Moscow Copper Company. Cheers to the Moscow Copper yeah, Company. They brought us these cool ass mugs. That cool ass mugs. When you drink them, it absorbs the heat from your body so that you're drinking pure coldness. Ooh. Isn't that a crazy? coolant while you drink. I love that. I didn't know that. That's why it's so cool cold out of those cups also fun fact that has nothing to do with this but i also found out that they used to make bottoms of ships out of copper because the mineral and like the salt and citrus that's in the ocean would be a repellent for um barnacles to get up on their on their boats so they would be faster in the water because they would have to stop and scrape up barnacles. perfect right i don't know why they don't still do that that's pretty cool I know that's so smart, mm-hmm. and I believe copper is not an expensive mineral to like to build with. I don't, I, I don't know. know. So that's a little bit of her story. A little bit of her story. Thank you. I learned something. Me too. Isn't that cool? <laughs> okay. So are you ready? I'm ready. For <gasps> the motherfucking drinking. drinking. Game, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, girl. I am so ready to just sit back, relax, and drink the shit out of this cocktail. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm just like in chill zone right now. Good. This is my new favorite drink. I'm not gonna lie. 
Sip. I, I, it's up there. One, I like mules. My favorite mule is an Irish mule. Like if you use Jameson, oh, so mm. good, so good. Mm-hmm. But this one is close, close second. Very good. And this might be my uh, summer jam. I love ginger beer. I think it's great. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm low key obsessed. But you made that comment earlier that you know ten years ago we really got handcrafted cocktails really started making a huge comeback. Mixology it was a big deal. And like who is responsible for the big surge in that? I don't know. Maybe the millennials. <laughs> You're welcome, mm, Gen Z. You're and welcome. Everybody else. You're because welcome. everybody else was just sitting around drinking. Uh, margaritas and rum and cokes, rum and like, cokes, and like a vodka tonic or a gin and tonic. Like, yeah, nobody on. was. They weren't trying to handcraft these cocktails like we do every we like. week. Yeah, this is. We have a very acute palate, obviously. Yes, yes, I've had my fair share of cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm just saying, at least over a hundred on this show. <laughs> The motherfucking drink again. Let's do this. So you're going to take one sip when quality time is said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like where he's like, I got the time. You always saying you want quality time. But right now I got the time and you damn sure got the quality. And you damn sure got the quality. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. That's says, a good one. He says quality time quite often, so you're gonna take quality it. time. That means he ain't getting no. He ain't getting the. What the hell are you doing? Trying to keep my shit quick. Oh, that's right. You ain't getting none at home. You need a little extra energy. Go ahead, burn it off, baby. And it's not even his wife's fault. It's not. It's those damn kids' damn fault. Kids. Don't have kids. Ah! <laughs> damn kids. Damn kids. <laughs> As you can clearly tell, me and Zenobia love children. That are not can't our own. Have, can't wait to have one someday in a full fur. I can't wait for you to have one so I could just play with it and give it back. Aww. I don't want one. I like leave it on your doorstep. Actually, I love those TikTok videos where uh, people will just like go up to their friends' houses, ring the doorbell and go back to their car and wait for their friend to answer the door and then they f- drive off. <laughs> I That's would totally hilarious. do that. I definitely I'd... feel like Rashad would do that with the fucking girls. And I'd be like, you better go chase that car down and go get your daddy. <laughs> Just shut the door on him. He's leaving. Okay, anyway. Love it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so any quali- quality time. Quality time. I'm going to drink. You're going to drink. You're going to take a sip when Mike Lowry looks sexy at a woman. So, like, oh! at the beginning where they have the sexy girl walk past as a de- decoy. And he's like, you ain't worried about it. You're still looking over there. Or where they go into Club Hell and he's just looking at it. He's like... You focus. He's like, I am focused. Look at you. Can you stay focused? What are you talking about? I'm focused. Yeah, focused on all this scattered ass around here. Let's do what we came to do and get the fuck out of here. Simple. Fine. I yeah, you focused focus on all this scattered ass all around yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So anytime oh, Will is just like, can't stop looking at a woman. But she does Mac so- Lowry. Mike Lowry. He does Lowry. it so good. He oh, just... he, he says it so good. And I love it when he's pretend like he's practicing. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. <clears throat> no, easy. Mike Lowry. <clears throat> Who's there? Uh, Mike Lowry. Well, how do I know it's Mike Lowry? Because I'm Mike 
Lowry. La- Lowry. <clears throat> it's Mike. Lowry. Lowry. <laughs> so, Damn. So, yeah, every time Mike Lowry, the real Mike Lowry. The, mirror, the real. Let's take some sexy looks at the women. You're going to take a simp when someone is on the phone. There's a lot of phone conversations on here. I like there where is. Will's talking to his wife and she hangs up and he's like, oh, yeah. That's you my, know. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes. I'm not going to lie. He's like, is that my silk shirt? He's like, well, I got to play the part of Mike Lowry. You Mike know? Lowry. And, then, and then he answers the phone. He's like, hey. So, yeah, why don't you rent a movie or something? So we can kick back. <laughs> so what you wearing? Man, give me the phone. Give me the phone, baby. Uh, you should pick out a movie tonight. I what you got it. on? What you got? <laughs> <laughs> he got gives on? you that look too. He gives uh-huh. you that little like. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She hung up. She hung up a long time ago. I was playing. Man, I'm. I was playing. Hey, no. <laughs> Hello. I was playing. He's like she just she hung up a long time ago. I swear. <laughs> Where she hung up a long time ago. It was so funny. Yes. Uh, I love it when the captain, it, Mike's not there, and he's just like, "Yo, Mike!" Oh, he's in the John. He's just coming out of the John. Hold he's on. The he's coming right now, Mike. <laughs> Mike. And Martin's all looking around, like, "Where I is know, he?" I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> Dude, Marcus is killer. He's yeah. so he's so classic. It's amazing. I'll even take the quick call where they're just trying to trace the guy, and he's like, "Yo, can I speak to Romeo?" And he's like. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta speak to Romeo. No, there ain't no Romeo here, asshole. <laughs> Who are you laughing at? <laughs> there ain't no Romeo here, asshole. What the fuck you laughing at? Asshole. <laughs> yeah, the guy's all laughing at him. <laughs> the guy's laughing at him. What the fuck you laughing at? Oh, so good. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a good phones. one. I like that. Any telephones. You're going to take a simp when Mike Lowry is said... Oh, I was hoping this one, honestly. <laughs> Mike, Larry. Larry. He's like, you're not saying it right. You got to sound smooth. He's like. It's Mike Larry. He doesn't talk that way. Talk like him, like him. Try to talk sexy. Come on. Come on. You don't Come sound on. sexy enough. Yeah. <laughs> Just back up. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and I, I love it too at the very end when she's just like, uh, is it the short one or the tall one? And that would be the. Tall one or the short one? The short one. Thought so. <laughs> the short one. The short She's one. Like, I knew so. it. <laughs> I, yeah, so good. Sorry. One, I don't know why they would not just tell her once. I mean, I do realize that she has a stigma, which I mean, I would too, because I don't trust the police either. But, but she thinks you... that there's someone undercover. I for sure. But that's what, once you get her in the house and she starts seeing the photos, that's when I would have been like, all right. He's the my real partner. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I, I he, just didn't want you to be left there by yourself. I couldn't yeah. get a hold of him. So I came and got you and I pretend to be him. But this is the real Mike Larry. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Yeah, exactly. Oh, poor, poor Marcus. He's like, no, Mike, put it back in. Mike, put it back in. I cannot believe you took it out. Come on. Marcus will kill us if he finds out. Give it to him. I can't believe I let you see it. Oh, motherfucker. Marcus is gonna kill us, and he's like, "I fucking knew it." Knew it. Like I, I did. If I ever forget how much I love Martin Lawrence, I just have to watch this movie, and I like immediately. I'm like, "You were just so great. You were just so great." Yes. So yeah, you gonna take a sip? Take a sip. When you see the dogs, Luke and Duke. 
Her Luke and Dookie. <gasps> ah, I love it. <laughs> like, oh, poor Duke. And he's just, you know. Oh, and look at this look, cute little dog on the couch. That's Luke. Oh, look how he just crawls around in the leather and everything. You want to meet Duke? He's, he's in the bed. He's been feeling sort of upset and having diarrhea and throwing up all morning. Oh, baby. Well, let's go see if little Duke is going to be okay, shall we? Oh, let's go see if Duke's all right. <laughs> just, oh, look at that dog just climbing on my couch. <laughs> I know, it's so good. Not I love happy. it. I love it when Marcus is, they're under the table, and he's like, what the hell? It's just shitting all over the place. Like, clean yeah. up. There it is. Right there. Clean pick, it up. Clean pick it that up. up. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, that shot. I was like, oh, God, it's so good. That close-up is amazing. Yeah. So, that's, <laughs> I think that the Luke and Duke. Luke and Duke. It's too good. Um, you don't have to see both of them, but just see one, at least one of the doggies. At least one of them. Um, you gonna take a simp. Take a simp. Whenever Mike and Marcus point their gun at somebody. So this is not them just like shooting, but this is them absolutely putting a gun to someone's like head. Like oh where God. they go and see JoJo and <laughs> Mike snaps and he puts the gun to his head. And then Marcus is just like, oh man, you can't do this. And then he pulls the gun <laughs> on him. He's like, so what are you doing, man? I got this. JoJo. I got 15 bullets in this gun. Mike! And I swear, if you don't start talking to him, I'm gonna fill your lying ass full of some hot shit. Now, what's up? Mike! He's a former ganja smoking motherfucker. He ain't worth it. Do you want some? I'll bust your ass too. So sad. You on your own, JoJo. So, so sad. You're on your own, JoJo. Tell him something, JoJo. <laughs> yeah. So there's quite a few of the both of them pointing their guns or like yeah. at the beginning where they knock the, the very first those. scene. Yeah. When the carjackers. Oh, my God. It's so good. I love and, that scene. I me love too. That scene. And he's like, tell me a joke now, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Straight up pointing so a gun good. at somebody. That is what I will call pointing a gun, not just like shooting at somebody, just like pointing. Yeah. A gun. Oh, what about when they're in the, the store clerk? Right? Yeah. When he shoves it, he's like, you freeze, bitch. Hey, freeze, bitch. You freeze, bitch. Oh, shit. I'm fucked. Now back up, put the gun down, and give me a pack of tropical fruit bubblicious. And some Skittles. Yeah, yeah. give me some tropical fruit bubblicious. And some <laughs> Skittles. He's <laughs> like, oh, shit. You freeze, mother, bitch. That's like my favorite. <laughs> you freeze mother, mother bitch. bitch. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, uh, so good. So yeah, any gun gun pointing by the two, you gonna take a sip. <laughs> you gonna take a sip when the captain yells at them. So like, oh my god, one of my favorite. One of my favorite lines is like, "What did I say? Did you hear what I said?" Oh. What did I say? Did you hear what I said? I heard what I said because I was standing there when I said it. I heard what I said because I was there when I said it. <laughs> yes. That's like one of my favorites. Yes. Uh, so good. <laughs> He's sitting there smoking a cigar and playing basketball, yelling at I him. I know. <laughs> 
He's like one of the cool. Like, I mean, I feel like you can't be a, a police captain and do that anymore, obviously. But like, yeah, he made it through live. all three of the movies. He's in all three of them. I know. I love that they kept it strong. I really do. I really love that in the whole entire trilogy. No spoilers, obviously, because I no, haven't seen the third one. No spoilers. No spoilers. But he's in but, it. But he's in it, and I love that because he's such a good captain. He's such a good captain. He, he is a pretty good captain, and I always think of him in this or The mm-hmm. Matrix. <laughs> always in The Matrix, Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, but I like. I actually like him in this one. I don't like him in The Matrix. Yeah, you can't like him in that one. He's evil. Such a great line. So yeah, uh, he yells at him quite often. He's like, "I didn't, sh- I didn't kill anybody, Captain." He's like, "Do you want me to yell at you?" <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up and sit over there. <laughs> I mean, he, he was so strong. He's, I mean, we'll talk about him later. So strong. So strong. So, yeah, every time the captain yells at the boys, the bad boys. Bad boys, bad boys. Take a sip. All right. So you gonna take a sip every time Julie gets handcuffed to the steering wheel. Classic. Classic. I like where she's still the key and she's like, that's the last time they'll be handcuffed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good and then when he hung handcuffs them together at the end yep. you got the key right though you got that key you got that key yeah so every time that she gets it or where she's sitting there she's like oh julie what have you been up to Gee, julie what have you been up to the last couple of days oh nothing just kind of hanging out handcuffed to steering wheels oh nothing just oh, nothing. Handcuffed, handcuffed to a steering wheel like <laughs> <laughs> So any of any of Julie's handcuffs, you don't take a sip. Good one. You're gonna take a sip when someone outruns the bad guys. So this oh. is Julie running off of the top of the roof and jumping into the pool. He's like, she she jumped. Can't believe she made it. Jesus, serious? She jumped. Fuck. She made it. And they're like, she made it. Oh, he's all pissed. <laughs> Um, this is them leaving Club Hell and they're driving and they end up blowing them up and outrunning everybody. Yeah, so anytime that they outrun the back, this is when Martin, no, Marcus, this is when Marcus saves uh, <laughs> Julie from her apartment and they get away in his mm-hmm. car. And she's like, what is this? Oh my God, there's a car seat in the back. I know. <laughs> He's like, it's an undercover. I'm undercover car. I'm undercover. I'm undercover. Yeah, he's not good at that line. No. So yeah, anytime you can outrun the bad guys. All right. You're going to take a sip when you see the drugs. So when you see the bricks of heroin. Yeah. You're going to take a sip because it's like, damn. Is it heroin or is it cocaine? I kind of thought it was cocaine, but I feel like I read somewhere that it said it was heroin. Oh. But it, it would, cocaine. I think it's cocaine. So I'm just going to say cocaine. That's why I just wrote drugs, because I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, we can just say drugs. Stolen heroin. Two hip huh. detectives protect a witness to a murder while investigating a case of stolen heroin from the evidence storage room from their police. Is this the movie synopsis? Yes. <laughs> I knew I read it somewhere. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's heroin. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> any of the drug drugs, big ass bricks, you going to take a sip? Take a sip. So... You're going to finish your drink. Oh, shit. Here we go. When this Julie is... meets Marcus. <laughs> who's Mike Lowry. Who's Mike Lowry. Yeah. She meets Mike Lowry, who's really Marcus. Marcus. 
She's like, let me see your badge. And he's like, yeah, here. I'm Mike Lowry. And when she Lowry. Walks, he walks in and she's like, no fucking no, way. No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. Because she would not date your short ass. I know she knows her best friend. Yeah, she knows her best friend. And this is not him. You would know who I date and wouldn't date. you like that. Exactly. You come no, up. No, would like, never. No. <laughs> she would Mm-mm. never. <laughs> Don't play me like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you gonna take a sip? You gonna finish your drink when Julie tries to kill the bad guy. So when she goes to Club Hell mm-hmm. with her gun and she points with it at gun. him and she screws everything up because she don't know how to not screw fucking shit up. Julie! You gonna finish your Poor drink? Julie. Yeah. Alright. So you That's gonna it. finish your drink when Mike says, I love you to Marcus at the end. Oh! I it's love like, it! Yeah. I love you, man. Yeah, you know you always be getting emotional after gunfights. It's because I'm glad we survived. <laughs> Shit. What you talking about? <laughs> I love you too, man. Don't be looking at me. I said, yeah, I love you. I said that shit. Don't look at me, man. Yeah, you know, I said it. I love you. I said it. I love you. <laughs> it's so Because Marcus had said it earlier in the movie. He goes, yep. I love you. And he's like, fuck you. And he's like, well, I do. (laughs) I do. I do do love you. It's real. It's it's real love. So it's um, totally real love. Anything you want to add to the motherfucking drinking game? Um, I just, I really, my, one of my favorite parts is when like, she's just like, where's that wedding ring, Marcus? Is it in your pocket? And he like, (laughs) <laughs> always like is putting back on you know and he like slips it on and then i really love it when she comes to mike's apartment and like walks it and makes it she's like you're not wearing your wedding ring again but then uh mike comes in and he puts his mouth and he, you see the wedding band on, it's on his like, hand, oh yeah. shit there it is is there a way we can make that like a little bit of like take a sip every single time the wedding band is like brought up because it's such a cute little coy joke I like that it. just keeps on co- popping up every like so it. often okay good Let's go in. Okay. Oh, this is great. But, I mean, most cops don't wear their wedding rings anyway, to be real with you. It's true. All right. <sighs> so, that is the motherfucking drinking, drinking game. Yes. I think it's pretty perfect. I loved it. It was pretty good. So, are you ready for the stats? Give me those stats, stats, stats. I'm going to give you some stats, stats, stats. Yeah, stat me up. So, the stats for Bad Boys. This movie dropped April 7th, 1995, baby. Ooh, yeah. Only three days before my birthday. How it was, was a match I? made in heaven. Yeah, it was like seven. My seventh birthday. Whoa. Oh. Were you already crushing on Will Smith at that point? Or yes. was this... Okay. Well, I just want to yes. know... We should go into detail just a little bit about how deep this crush goes. Okay, here we go. So, by 1995, I was already bathed in the world of Will Smith because okay. he, uh, Fresh, Prince. Fresh Prince had been on for like four or five seasons by then. Yeah. So, I was already a huge fan watching him every week. I watched a couple things. I was a fan of his music, obviously, Summer Summertime. Uh, and yeah. But this is the first time I ever went to the movies to see a Will Smith movie. Was for Bad Boys. I'd seen Made in America, but obviously he was, you know, 
not a lead star in it. And I don't remember going to the movies to go see that. I remember just watching that one on TV. But this movie is the first movie I personally remember going to the movie theaters to actually see Will Smith. Now, I'm not sure if I went on the 7th and 8th or whatever that weekend. I might have went the weekend after that. But I definitely went within the first two weekends because I remember it being packed. And me and Rashad had to sit on the other side of the movie theater from my parents who sat on the other side. Because it was just like we couldn't find enough seats for us together. But yeah, I remember going to go see this movie. I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, I grew up with older brothers and a dad. So action movies, like we say, Die Hard and all that shit has just been a part of my life forever. So this just fit right in there. I love Will Smith. And that's why he's my cutie crush. He is your movie crush. So the budget for this movie. Oh, shit. Here we go. $19 million. And that's in 1995, but in 2021 money, that would be more about like $32 million to make this movie, which still is not a lot for no. a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> I know. And this movie made $141.4 million worldwide. Translate that into 2021 money. It would be more like $244 million that this movie made. Huge return. Huge Huge. And they didn't want to spend the money, but they got a huge return on this. So are you ready for the Rotten Tomatoes, though, girl? Oh, God. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Give me the tomatoes. Here we go. Rotten Tomato. Critics, 42%. No shit, really? Yes, yeah. Okay. Bunch of white bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm I'm kidding. Yeah, 42%. I don't think that we should definitely, should not be that low. No, it Um, shouldn't be that low. The movie is, anyways, yeah, no. So, um, the audience, though, 78%. So they're better... I don't still don't think it is at the level that I would put it. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think people people hate Michael Bay. They just hate Michael Bay. There's a huge group there, of people who don't like him. There is a big group of people that don't like him, which makes me kind of sad. I mean, it's not that I have anything against Michael Bay. No. He makes his movies for teenage boys and don't they all? I, I mean, he, Steven Spielberg does it too. Yeah. And I do hear that he is not the nicest person to work for. So that is also yeah. a thing. Yeah. And uh I don't know. You gotta you gotta admire his his work ethic, his talent, and the way that he has his bay influence on people. What's it mm-hmm. called? The Bay Haze or whatever it's called? I think so, yeah. They they call it the Bay Haze. I mean, this is his first film. This is directing. This um, is his first directing film. So I don't know. It's out of all of his filmography. I wouldn't say that this one is his best, obviously, because he was not given the support that he got immediately after this. Exactly. Um, but I obviously love it because it just it blew up Will Smith. It blew yeah. up Michael Bay and it blew up Martin. And it just it's just a good it's a good movie so i personally would give it a 90 i think it's a good movie the action the comedy the flow between will and martin is really great mm-hmm. um we get to see the beginning of michael bay's techniques on his film uh cinematography and it's just good it's a good entertaining fun 90s action movie mm-hmm 
I would have to agree. I would. I was gonna solid ninety percent for sure. Lenny Zest. I I love it. I love the the rewrite of the script was awesome, especially when they knew the actors that they were working with. I love that this is Michael Bay's first film, and then reading about how dedicated he was to making this film, like and making sure that it was great. Like when he watched it, he wanted to enjoy it. The freedom he gave the actors. It just looks like they had so much fun making this film. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you have fun making a movie with? Will fucking Smith. <laughs> and Will Smith and Martin Lawrence just have this great comedic partnership. They do. Like, they're so good together. So good together. So yeah, no, 90%. I love a good comedy action film. Like that, you, you don't get to come across those all too often. So when you get one that's really good, you just got to stick with it. And this is just one of my favorites. Yeah, agreed. So the ZZ Fresh and the Lenny Zest is 90%. 90%. And that's the stats. Do you want to go into Michael Bay? We or might as well. We already started talking yeah. the man up. It's his first film. Let's just talk about the man. The man of the hour for the moment. Michael Bay is known for being the man of action. The man who does the Transformers. And yeah, I feel like Transformers really cemented his... His uh, Hollywood presence, for sure. It, it really did. I mean, he did... I mean, he did a lot of movies before those, obviously. No, for sure. I actually really like the movie The Island with Ewan McGregor. I like The Island, too. I That's a good one. I really like that movie. Uh, again, another great... And, and it's, it's not just an action with comedy. It also is action comedy with sci-fi. And you know how I love fucking sci-fi. It, it's a good one. I mean, a whole group of people that are sit there... So that if I need a kidney, I can get a fucking kidney. Like it's the exactly it's a good one. Building it's clones, one. man. Um, he set. did Armageddon. He did The Rock, which your man. I know, Nikki C, baby. Nikki C. So, Nikki uh, C. You know, he... Yep, Pearl Harbor, which um. Cause Pearl Harbor sucks, and I, <laughs> I miss mean... you. <laughs> Oh I God, was not so the biggest good. fan of Pearl Harbor, but, you know, I wouldn't have wrote a song about it. That's for sure. It just kept on going on and on. Like, that's just, and, and I do get it because, I mean, Pearl Harbor was a devastating attack on the United States, for sure. Um, yeah. There was just, it was a lot of, and they kind of, the Transformers turned into me, that to me as well. Like, it just kept on just, like, throwing action after action after action in your face. And I mean, I mean that's I Michael Bay, like though. That's <laughs> Michael Bay. That is him. Uh, his movies are always long. This is like the shortest one of his movies, and it's an hour yeah. and fifty nine minutes. So that also, you know, you always feel like it's going to end, but it's not really mm -hmm. close to ending. And that could work and not work. But bef the reason the way that he films the way he films is because he started off doing commercials and music videos like so many other directors. And he did music videos for like Vanilla Ice and like Tina Turner. Nice. He just did. He did a lot, a lot of. I mean, he's just done wingers he's done a lot of lionel richie he's done a lot of videos for a lot of people but mm -hmm. like we said this one was the one that started it all and it him being the new kid on the block nobody really wanted to give him money he got this script kind of hated this script not kind of really did hate this no really hated the script <laughs> like one of my favorites is he's he because originally the script was written for dana carvey mm-hmm 
and so I love it. He's just like, the script was so white. <laughs> and this is like, they were trying to have it presented for Arsenio Hall. So he was supposed to be the character that Will, uh, was supposed to be Mike Lowry. But they had originally, like, it was supposed to be written for white guys. And Michael Bay was just like, no, this is too white. We got to bring some new people in, change up the script, uh, rewrite it for the actors that we have now. Which, I mean, at the time then was Arsenio Hall and Martin Lawrence. And then Hall passed on the project, right? And that's and Michael Bay's like, well, then we're getting Will Smith because he's just so... He's an up-and-coming actor, and I just want him. Arsenio Hall said that this was the biggest mistake of his career. Was oh, did he? Oh, poor. Yeah. Oh. And he, like you said, Michael Bay, this was his first time. He was a new kid on the block. Mm-hmm. When he had his script, he wanted it to be rewritten. And he went back to the company and was like, yo, I need some money to like rewrite this. And they gave him ten grand to get the script rewritten. And if you know anything about rewriting scripts, 10 grand is not going to get you much if you want something good. No, so okay. he just relied on the fact that he had great cast that could improv and come up with their own lines. Which, like you said, the lines were super white. So instead of being like, what did you do? They'd be like, who busted your ass last night? You know, like <laughs> something that a black dude from Miami or just a black dude in general would say instead of something very corny and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was also a risky taking for Michael Bay as well, because especially in the way back time in the 90s, it was not really seen to have it's it's one thing to have one black lead like a mm-hmm. lead the weapon. Yeah. You still got the white guy and you got the black guy. But it's a whole nother thing when you have two black leads in this yeah. movie, two black actors carrying the whole pretty much portion of this movie. Yeah. Um, it was kind of unheard of. If it was, it would be considered more of a black movie and not necessarily an action movie. A Hollywood so Michael action Bay, film, yeah. Yeah, Michael Bay had a lot of weight on his shoulder because he had these two black actors who are known for doing TV shows because Martin and Will's TV shows were both on the air at this time. Mm-hmm. And... You know, they're picking up steam, but really, they're just some goofy guys on some sitcoms. So, like, we don't know how this is going to turn out. So, him having faith in our two black-ass leads. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Mm -hmm. Says a lot about their talent and his eye for talent because he's kind of been known to be a uh, star maker. Yeah. And I love starting with Will Smith. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he puts so much faith and confidence in those two, like... It's just beautiful to see and to hear that most of the time, like, yeah, the script was crap at the beginning. They got a rewrite, which made it better. And then he also just let the actors be actors and improvise. I loved hearing that. I loved knowing that a lot of what we were seeing was the was the actors just being able to play around with the characters that they had and feed off of each other with the jokes and the material that they were working with. It was it's so obvious and beautiful how the rhythm got set in that film. Yeah, he relied a lot on Will and Martin for them coming up with stuff. Every day he would be like, what would you change in the scene Mm -hmm. that we are doing today? And I do believe that this shape, this movie absolutely shaped the way that he works because he doesn't really work on a like set script type of thing. He does collaborate with his 
actors. He mm-hmm. likes his camera movements to be, you know, a certain way. He does it all in his head, and there's always a flow to it, and he's wide shots, and he does his turning scene, the camera going all around them, as you know, which is famous for this movie of mm-hmm. Will and Martin standing up with the camera circling them. He, Michael Bay brought that into almost every other movie that he's ever exactly done. Which he's is brought so- that there. What's so funny to me is that I was doing a callback when my when I saw that when they were doing the classic come around the circle. I, love it. I, I in my head I'm just like shit just got real. <laughs> the shit just got. I know that's part two. That's part two. <laughs> that's part two. But it's the so iconic. He real. even brought it back for the second film because it just it was such it's such a beautiful scene. Yeah. When it's shot like that and all in my head that's all I could hear is Martin Lawrence on the cell phone. He's like shit just shit got just real. got real. <laughs> But what I want to definitely make a point in saying is that I love that Michael Bay was so dedicated to this film for obvious reasons. This is his first film, so he's like, I got to make this the best thing that I can do. You tell me he only got $19 million to shoot this. And then when he was post and seeing the scenes, this is what I loved hearing. He was watching one of the scenes and he's like, no, 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 we got to we gotta make this bigger. We got to like get it like the better it was the shootout scene when they were in the airplane hangar uh-huh. and he went back to the studio and was like i need we gotta up this this scene we gotta do it better but they wouldn't give him any more money so he put in his own money twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars to make this scene so beautiful and it paid off mm-hmm. like it's it such a good fucking scene it's so good definitely paid off him being a new director he did mm-hmm. bang heads a little bit with his TV star stars in this movie, Will and Martin. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them with Will was he wanted the scene where he's running after the bad guys and and um, Julie and he's running. And he has his shirt swinging in the wind and it's, it's all open and he's sexy running down oh, the street. Yeah. Just looking off. He looks magical, you know, like a like uh, slow mo with the gun in his hand. Ooh. saving Martin from getting hit by the car. Anyway, you know the scene, y'all. Y'all know, <laughs> I know the scene. the scene you're talking about. Getting hot just thinking about it. So, I know, um, look at you, you're sweating over there. <laughs> so, I'm sweating. Uh, uh, Michael Bay wanted Will Smith to do it shirtless, run the <gasps> shirt to play shirtless, and Ooh. he, t- I know, sad Ooh, I just, didn't get it. <laughs> I just got a little but, tingly. <laughs> but Will was like, nah, man, that's cheap. You're just trying to get like a cheap kind of thrill off of me, trying, you know, my sex appeal. And they had a huge kind of argument about it. And Will settled on, yes, okay, fine. I will wear a shirt and I'll have it open so you could see it, but I don't want to be like shirtless. Oh. And Will was kind of very not happy about doing this. Yeah. So they run. And after the scene, he calls Will over and he's like, look at this. You're a fucking movie star. Look. And it's the slow motion with the shirt flapping. And that literally is the shot that made him famous. He said, Will Smith personally said, when I saw that shot, I knew that I went from being a TV star to a movie star. From that one shot. That one shot. And Bay had to get it. That's what I love, though. Like, he didn't, he's like, he compromised, obviously, but he had to get that shot. So, wait, but like... Does Will ever take his shirt off for a movie? Yeah. I'm trying to think now. We get to see his ass in uh, iRobot. I should have picked <gasps> That's that right. one. So That's right. That's right. booty. Okay, so he did loosen up a little bit on his uh, no yeah. naked claws. Yeah. I, I knew you would know. You probably have clocked every single time you see that sweet body. Uh, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Look at your face. Shut it out. Shut it out. 
I love it. <laughs> um, but he's a good director. No matter what, however you feel about his movies, you you know you might not care for Transformers, but he has his own way of doing things, and it works. Yeah, he stimulates it works. your brain. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You're never really bored looking at his movies because there's so much to look at. And uh, you will see that, like, his cuts on this movie in particular. It's the 90s, so film was being a little more experimental, and Mm. it was way more art house, I feel. And that's what I really appreciate and really like. But I feel like... But my dad loved this movie. That's what I really liked about this. The edits were concise, they were quick, kept your mind going, kept the story moving, and but still made it beautiful like still had a really the lights the 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 way that it transitioned in color oh such a vibrant colorful film and i just michael bay just put so much attention to it which i mean you can see in his other movies and transformers i mean oh my god the visuals on those movies are incredible but it's the same thing quick concise cuts that keep the action going and keep you like wanting and craving more but Mm -hmm. i have to say i like i really do like michael bay's earlier career like i love army i know people hate armageddon i love armageddon uh i like armageddon it's not the worst I always think of Steve Buscemi riding, riding the nuclear warhead. Well, like we said, he, he did The Rock. You can't hate on that. No, that you can't. Please. I love, well, you know what I think is really, really cute, though, is that Michael Bay has such a close relationship with his mother and takes her input into his movie seriously. I freaking loved this. And I use the word freaking because of this whole situation. Uh, <laughs> She did not like the profanity that was happening between specifically Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, but in general of the film, there was a lot of cursing, a lot of shit going down. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not going down over this shit. I'm not going down for you killing Jojo the time, man. So he went in in the final cut and like cut up a lot of the bad words so that it wouldn't show up too much in the film. Yeah, she said she didn't like Martin. But there is still a ton of swearing, though. This movie there got is. Me. I was, I was like, dropping F-bombs Bullshit! He says a lot of fucking shit in this movie. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Yeah, Michael Bay. Uh, Michael he did Bay. a movie in 2019, I believe his first Netflix movie, Six Underground, which I did not realize was his movie until the credits. But I was watching it, and I was like, who's this Michael Bay guy? I could definitely tell that it was him or someone trying to attempt to be him. And huh. when they came up and said his name, I was like, oh, shit, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Ah. And I didn't even know that was your movie. <laughs> See, you can just tell by the style. Like, honestly, tell. I didn't I've never even seen this movie, though. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. With uh, Ryan Reynolds. Classic. Ryan it's Reynolds. pretty good. You should definitely watch that. That's like the last thing that uh, is on his filmography. This is not the last movie we will do no. of you, baby. Yeah, we will not. I'm trying to get this woman to do Armageddon. And I don't want to miss a thing. Because even when I dream <laughs> of you, the sweetest dream will never do. I still, I miss, still you, miss you, baby. Top priority of the summer. Of the summer. One day we will see Aerosmith in the summertime. We will actually see Aerosmith in the summer. They need to have like a callback summer tour as soon as and this we will shit wear is shirts. over. We'll wear shirts that says top priority. Okay, so are you ready for the AKAs? Yeah, I am. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, let's do this. I I have a feeling. 
I'm not gonna lie, I've been having a feeling. Are they good? Look at that face. You're stoked. I'm stoked. Okay. AKA. Uh-huh. So everybody grab your Miami mule mm-hmm. and follow me to Argentina. Ooh, Argentina. Where they call this movie Two Rebel Cops. <laughs> I love it. Two Rebel Cops yeah. on the beat. AKA, you guys, these are just the, these are loosely translated titles of movies all over the world. So don't, this don't play is don't Z shoot them. taking her time translating these for us and letting us know what two rebel cops mean to Argentina. <laughs> two rebel cops. Two rebel cops. Um, if you go to Brazil, Brazil, this one is called like, OS bad boys. I don't know what OS stands for, What's or h- how do I say that? Original slut bad boys. <laughs> the ri- original sluts bad boys. <laughs> bad boys. I don't know Brazil OS. There's somebody else who had that one too, and I was like, what does that mean? Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. OS. I I'll think about that. If you go to Greece, where <gasps> your people are from... Give me my people. They're called the bad guys. <laughs> These are bad guys. <laughs> the bad guys. The like, bad I want to get to the bad guys. They're not even the bad guys. I so know. So does that mean, like, there's a bad guy, too? Yeah, there's got to be or, a bad guys, too. Is there bad guys? Bad guys for life? Bad guys. Bad guys. <laughs> What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do when the bad guys come for you? Come for <laughs> I just, you. I really yep. think of like the old papools just like hanging out around their like yellow stands and they're just like bad guys, bad guys. Bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Bad guys. Um, yeah. Okay, so if we went to France, this movie would be called Bad Boys Shock Cops. I don't know what that means, but yeah. I Thank mean, you, France. Marcus does get shot in the end. Not shot, like shock. Like S-H-O-C-K. Oh, shock. Okay, shock cop. Shock cop. Yeah. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I dig that, actually, a lot. Shock cops. All right, well, head on to France. I'm writing um, it down. Shock cops. That one's good. All right, if we went to Germany, oh, yeah, this would be called Bad Boy Tough Guys. Bad Boy Tough Guys. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I like that because it addresses that there are bad guys. Bad, well, no, sorry. But, wait, is it bad guys, tough cops, you said? Bad Boy Tough Guys. And I Ooh. made sure I checked about the boys. It's boy. Bad Boy Tough Guys. I like it because they, they mentioned that there's the bad boy, but then we got our cops, which are the tough guy. Okay. Like yep, it. yep, yep. I like it. Uh, if we went to Hungary, this movie would be called Bad Boys. What are bad boys good for? Question mark. <laughs> oh, my God. That might be the best. What are bad boys good for? Oh, I know mm-hmm. what they're good for. I know what they're good for. Bad boys. <laughs> bad what boys, are bad, bad boys, boys good for? <laughs> you know, the tough guys. You know. You know, um, the shock cops. 
The shock. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. The shock cups. Okay, so if we went to Lithuania, this movie would be called Paisley Guys. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That one makes okay. zero sense. Yeah, that one's not uh, hitting me. All right. I, I like this one. If we went to Poland. Poland. This movie would be called Naughty Boys. Oh! <laughs> oh, of course it is. They're not bad. They're naughty. Naughty boys. Naughty, naughty boys, boys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, some naughty boys are out there in Poland. Naughty boys, naughty boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do you when gonna the do naughty for you? <laughs> you know what? So... Those shot cops. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, so if we went to Slovakia, this movie would be called Wicked People. Ooh, ooh, they're wicked, yo. I mean, that's what they would say in Massachusetts, too. <laughs> wicked. Wicked, they're Wick- wicked people. Wicked doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, w- yeah. <laughs> wicked. I like that if one, we Wicked went- People. I like the Wicked People. If we went to Slovenia, it would be called... Sneaky guys. <laughs> I don't know. They're sneaky. They're sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Okay, sneaky guys. Sneaky guys. Okay. Give me so a favorite. So we went to Taiwan. This one's my favorite. Here we go. This movie would be called Jedi Men. What? I don't know why. What? But can I get one ticket to Jedi Men, please? Thank you. What? <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Will Smith should be in the fucking Star Wars. I don't he know what to tell should. you. I mean, we got Samuel L. Jackson. We did. We did. But we could have Will Smith. Bring we him should in. have Will Smith, too. He was in Gemini Man. He was. But he was no Jedi man. He was not a Jedi man, though. <laughs> Jedi men. That's so good. Taiwan, I love it. And uh, that's my new favorite. Um, Jedi men. What are bad boys good for? <laughs> that Where was my are favorite. all the men? <laughs> that's a... <laughs> okay. If we went to Turkey, this movie would be called Crazy Couple. What? <laughs> They're a crazy couple. They're just a crazy couple. Actually, it would kind of make crazy. sense. Remember when Julie's in the house, she's like, I thought it might be your, your lover. I thought maybe there were, you know, pictures of your lover. Of who? I thought that, you know, I thought that maybe you were gay. <laughs> I was gay. No, 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 baby. She's like, what? What? I don't know. It's like a lot of pictures of We're him. We're just a crazy couple. Couple. <laughs> yep. That makes a lot more sense now. That does make a lot more sense now. And the original title for this movie was Bulletproof Hearts. So I just want to throw that one out. Bulletproof Park? Hearts. Oh. Dig it. Especially when they wear their vests. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Jedi men and Jedi. naughty boys. Not a boy, not a boys. Where what a bad boy is good for? Shot cops. <laughs> Sometimes it's just really fun to take all of these AKAs and put them in like one big sentence for like a mega release. Like if we took all of 
the titles of every single movie all over the world and just made it one big title. Two rebel cops, the bad guys, the bad boy shock cops, the bad boy tough guys, the bad boys, what are bad boys good for? The Paisley guys, the naughty boys, the wicked people, the sneaky guys, the Jedi men, the crazy couple, and the bulletproof hearts. So good. And that's the, all the titles that that's made me laugh. That's my AKAs for you. Thank you, AKAs. Hello, I'm drunk. Hello. Hello, drunk. How are you? I'm you know, fine, thank you. Drunk tacular. Okay, so let's like move on to my baby. I know, I was about to say, we're going to talk about your boy now, huh? My we're baby. Talking, we're going to talk about your this, boy. This is only our third Will Smith movie in Lights, Camera, Cocktail history, which says a lot of my restraints. Yeah, I, I really him. appreciate you. Uh, I admire the strength that you have to not just do every Will Smith movie on the planet. I, I dig it. You give other people opportunities, other films opportunities to be on this show. Because it's not just the Will Smith show. It's not if just it was, the Will Smith show. I would have been dead a long time ago, but I'm not. I'm here. I like to spread them out so I can have a dose of gushy, gushy love for him. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to do tonight. Will Smith is my second boyfriend after Michael Jackson. And uh, <laughs> I'm just in love with him. And even the movies that you might think suck, like Wawa West or Suicide Squad, Whoa. I still enjoy. I'm not saying you people, personally. But people out there don't like Wawa West? Yeah. So a lot of people hate Wawa West. Whoa, that's insane. That movie. We're definitely doing Wawa West on the show. I don't care what anybody says. We've already talked about it a million times because I watched it on HBO the other like what was it like last year? And I was like, we gotta do Wawa West. We're doing Wawa West. I'm I'm not tripping. Uh, I think we talked about doing it when we talked about doing a a Will Smith month. There was definitely supposed to be a Will Smith month, but like I said, I felt like spreading out my Will Smith and not bunching them into one month. Which I respect. Thank you. Like we talked about. He is, if you want to know more about him, go listen to our Independent Day episode or our Ali episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but Will Smith is fantastic. He started off as a rapper. He met up with his homie, DJ Jazzy Jeff, when they were like 18, oh, younger yeah. than that. And they like started making money and fame. And Will Smith is the first person to win a Grammy in the rap category. Woo-woo. And he is gorgeous. He is beautiful. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think you guys should watch the reunion special on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It <gasps> so good. So good. But at this point in his career, like we talked about previously, he just was not the Will Smith that we know now. He had some small bit parts on like Blossom and, and he was in Made in America and I think that he really started getting traction on seeing what kind of actor that he is in Six Degrees of Separation. Um, you get to kind of see him not just be the ladies' man, but be something different, which I totally love. And I think that's why people started taking him seriously. Mm-hmm. But by the time Bad Boys came out, he had his open shirt, slow motion run through the streets Ooh. of Miami Beach. He was labeled a movie star. And a year after this movie aired, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air ended with 148 episodes. But 
it just went on to being an Independence Day, which we've already talked about. Yeah. Him just fucking killing it there and still having his music career, coming up with songs like Getting Chicky with it. And hey. welcome to Miami. Bienvenido a Miami. <laughs> which is it's totally fitting for this fucking oh, movie. Oh, yeah. He did Men in Black in 1997, mm-hmm. which was a huge hit and definitely would be on this show. And he had all of his albums. I definitely love Enemy of the State that came out. I was about to say, you got to call it Enemy Enemy of the State. That movie's so good. Yep. And we have Wild Wild West in 1999. So like every year consistently after Bad Boys that he have a major hit. So like we said, this movie definitely helped him become Will Smith. In 2000, he has Legend of Bag of Ants, which I am not a fan of, will not be on this show. But we do have Ali that came out in 2001, which we've already done. He just has so many good hits. What's your favorite Will Smith? Ooh. Um, Enemy of the State. Good, good one. Good one. You know, if I was really, though, if I was, I mean, I, I, I mean, Independence. Yeah, Independence Day for sure. Like if I if someone were to be like, "What Will Smith movie do you want to watch?" I'd be like Independence Day because it's he's so good in that movie. I mean, it does depend on how I feel. That's true Bad too. Boys, Bad Boys Two that came out in two thousand and three <gasps> is also one Bad of my Boys favorite, I and I probably Bad like Boys it more too. than the first one. But I really love the first one too. And I will so say, we will get to part two. I will say, I I know it's con. I love Seven Pounds a lot. I was it was just sad it was just too sad oh yeah it was sad i get it but here's the thing i personally not a big fan of looking at sad will smith i don't really you know it doesn't make me the happiest person so i mean i like movies like i robot love it shark tale that was a good one i am legend you can't talk about hitch yes i am legend i do like the pursuit of happiness it is can i level with you really quick about with hitch Oh, no. I had an ex-boyfriend that we both saw that movie in theaters and we both fucking loved it. And then one Christmas, he got me the DVD and I got him the DVD. It's the one See? and only time that has ever happened in my life. But Hitch, that movie was big in high school for me. It was. It was a great. It was great. Will Smith is so big in my life that my senior quote in my yearbook is, you want to know the difference between me and you is? I make this look good. Oh, shit. <laughs> I love Hancock. I think that's a good one. I love Hancock, too. I love Suicide Squad. Who didn't love Suicide Squad? I like Suicide Squad. I like Men in Back 3. He's just great. Now, Focus. And I will love say, Focus. Such a oh, great movie. Oh, yeah. Focus is so good. I also really love, mm-hmm. uh, and I know this. people don't like this one, After Earth. You and I saw that in theaters, remember? Because that's an M. Night Shyamalan film. I had to drag... I- Lenny to the fucking movie theater. Okay, she let's promised get this she would correct. go to me at work. And then you were like, you know what? I don't want to go. And I was like, bitch, you I'm said you were tired. going. I'm not going by myself. I was tired. <laughs> okay, then. let us get this correct. Let's get this correct. I was, one, I was tired. Get it correct. But two, we had to go opening weekend. Because that's an obvious rule. day. That's the rule. And I went. She did. But I did have but to I drag. I was really tired. <laughs> Please. That just shows what kind of good friend you are. Thank you. I just like to make it a little dramatic every once in a while. I and thought I that was go. a good movie. I like I the movie, movie Bright. Bright on uh, 
Netflix. You ever seen that? Oh yeah, I freaking love that movie. Was there? Were we gonna ever get a sequel on that? Like, I don't know. I hope so because they left it open for us to have multiple sequels. It looked like, and two people kind of hated on it. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I mean, I'm into that fantasy, uh, fae folklore. Like, I love fae folklore. So I was really down for that shit. Well, Will Smith. Killed it as the genie. I don't care what anybody says in fucking Aladdin in 2019. Oh, yeah. He was good. If there was anybody that could replace Robin Williams, they did a good job finding Will Smith to do it. Honestly. He was like, look, I'm just going to be myself with it. Yeah, I'm just going to be myself with it. And it worked. Yeah, he's been doing... I follow his lovely, lovely YouTube channel because he's just so... He's just, he was like, He's funny. nah, man, I'm not going to do any social media. And then he came out of nowhere. Boom. And then he's like amazing at it immediately. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck, dude? I've been doing this TikTok. almost my whole life. Oh, yeah. He is I'm just, addicted to his TikTok. He's the best. I only hear good things about working with him, that he's very sweet and kind. I have personally talked to him on the phone and he was very sweet to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I think that in his life at this point, he was a little full of himself. Not the Will Smith that we know who's like so humble and like inspirational. I think that he was just like young, hot, rich on a number one TV show and could kind of do what he wants. Which Mm -hmm. is another reason I say go ahead and watch The Fresh Prince Reunion because because it kind of just shows that you know he was kind of a dick (laughs) at that point. So him and Martin coming into doing this movie, they saw Michael Bay as like this new kid on the block and didn't really get his idea of how he wants to do this movie or how they're going to do things. So there was plenty of arguing, which I usually don't hear about from Will Smith. That's why I take it in in context of the time period that it's in. Yeah, but at the very end. Of the movie, Michael Bay wanted Will Smith to say that he loved Martin Lawrence. Do the whole, like, I love you, man. I love you, too, man. Don't be looking at me. I said, yeah, I love you. I said that shit. <laughs> you my boy, man. Nah, nah, you like my brother, man. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, I love you. And Will Smith didn't want to do it. He was just like, why? Like, what's the point? I don't get it. I don't get it. And they sat there and argued for, like, 45 minutes over... Should he say it or not say it? And Michael Bay is like, look, the fucking sun is going down. We're losing the good light. Like, say it. And so, yeah, Will Smith eventually sat down and said it and they got the take, which you could see the sun is literally going down behind them. They only had maybe 10 more minutes and (laughs) they would not have been able to get anything. And uh, I think that it was fun and a very big learning experience for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, but they had some moments where, you know, Michael Bay had to, you know, swing his dick a little bit and show everybody who was in charge. I love it. I love the improvisation that Will Smith got to play. I love that Michael Bay was totally open to his ideas, though, which makes me sad to hear that he wasn't reciprocating with the I love you comment because they... You know, Michael Bay is just like, have fun, do what you want to do. Like, that whole scene with the store clerk and the bubblicious, tropical bubblicious. And some Skittles. That was all improv by Will Smith. He started it, and Lawrence just played off it with the Skittles line. Like, that was all That was all Will. And some <laughs> Skittles. And that's funny, because that is a line that I still, to this day, like, mm-hmm. will quote. If somebody has a long list of something like, oh, can you get some chips, a dip, and some fruit? 
and you know maybe a bottle of champagne and i'll be like <laughs> and some skittles like you know just to throw it in there there's so many there's so many lines from this movie that i'm sure were improv but stuck really well like where they go into the house and he's like don't be alarmed we're negroes don't be alarmed we're negroes i know oh my god <laughs> I love that line because it is a line that I do say when I walk into somebody's house uh, so without them letting me in. You know, don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. And it's like, you got to take the bass out your voice. You, you scare white people. You can sound more like them. Uh, we just wanted to borrow some brown, brown sugar. sugar. <laughs> you know, and this movie has great, like, action one-liners, like... You forgot your boarding pass. You forgot your boarding pass. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Those are just really funny things that I'm sure, you know, they got to play with. Yeah. Because I would be like, I need to come up with a good action hero line. So where's what's my yippee Kaye motherfucker? Like, what is it? And I think they did a pretty good job. They do. They really do. And you can tell Michael Bay leans on them in their improv yeah ship and just how good that they are but since we're talking about improv so the car scene where will smith calls martin a bitch mm-hmm. he's like driving like a bitch why well, i got to be all that so i'll take me job. you me and you off this fucking cliff keep fucking with me yeah. all right then it'll be what two bitches in the sea huh is that it is that what you want shut up martin. why i gotta be all that you keep talking that shit. We gonna be two motherfucking bitches in the sea. I was, you know, <laughs> I'll try this car right off. That whole scene was improv. Nice. Uh, Michael Bay told Will to like kind of call him a bitch or whatever, and he did. And Martin just went with it with the two bitches in the sea line, and you know they just go back and forth, and it's really funny. But apparently that kind of pissed off Martin. He's just like, I didn't like being called a bitch. Like he just <laughs> was not about it. So like you can kind of see him not the happiest person when he's doing that line. And I think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. The line is great. It's a good flow. It's like, stop being a bitch. He's like, why I gotta be all that? Why? <laughs> and I just think that it worked. Yeah. And our favorite lines feel flawless and fluid because damn bitch it is. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorites is like, you made me think you were going to shoot me for a minute. I was. <laughs> I was. He was. It's such a classic line. And it, the, their timing so was just so good. So sad. You're on your own, JoJo. Oh. <laughs> Tell him what he wants, Joe, (laughs) Joe. So, Will Smith, I love you. You could have been played by Arsenio Hall or Morpheus himself, Lord Fishburne. Yeah. But they turned it down. Also up for this movie was Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes. I know. I was going to say, who who would have been who, you think? You think Eddie Murphy would have been Marcus and Wesley Snipes would have been Mike Lowry? Yeah. I mean, Wesley Snipes is just, I mean, Eddie Murphy is cool. Don't get it twisted. Oh, no, yeah, for but sure. Wesley but Snipes on Wesley a whole nother level Snipes of cool. Wesley is just smooth and sexy, though. That man is just, mm, I can't help it. Oh, my God, now I'm thinking about Dolomite. Shit. I know. <laughs> I don't know if that was any good. But that was funny but as hell. But that was funny as hell. <laughs> 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 we'll be doing Will Smith again. I'm not even tripping. <laughs> we better. If our last episode is it comes 
and I have any Will Smith movie I don't want, haven't done yet, that's what it's going to be because I love this man. <laughs> Uh, packing in that fun fact. Um, I have a little fun fact on the stunts in this movie, which are legendary. They're so freaking cool. Let's talk about it. So, Tell me about these stunts, girl. <laughs> so specifically, this beautiful Shelby Cobra 427, which the villain in the film drives around. Mm-hmm. When they were filming it and one of the stunts that they were doing, they Im- involved driving the car out of the aircraft the Cobra actually crashed and had severe, like, damages on the outside of it. So, it, like, really fucked up the way that it looked. And so, they had to get a replacement Cobra in order to finish filming for it. To get those close-up shots. Okay. Yes, I heard that. But I also heard that the Cobra was Michael Bay's Yeah, it was his... Car. Yeah. It was his actual car. Because he had a little money... By this time, making music videos and commercials and shit, he probably ain't got no kids or wife at this point. So he's just like, I'm just going to buy myself a very rare because there's only like less than 1,500 of these cars even made. Mm -hmm. It's a very rare car. Yeah. (laughs) So them having to find a replacement one, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So just another example about how Michael Bay is making sacrifices for his first ever film. He's like, yeah, go ahead and use my car. Didn't expect it to get busted up at all. But, you know, what you I, do? I mean, For the movie, he baby. made enough money. He made enough money to buy another one out there to this fucking. As much as this movie made, he shouldn't have picked a rare car. He should have picked a fucking Honda Accord where everybody has one. Nah, you had to have find. a cool ass car for the <laughs> villain, though. Like, they always have, like, a staple badass vehicle for a villain. Like, oh, yeah. That's a sexy. Well, that's how they get caught. Give him this full of Prius, and then he can outrun the cops because he won't need gas for a mm-hmm. long time. Are you ready to talk about the real star in this movie? Oh sure. So, let's talk about where Mike Lowry lives, bitch. Oh no, I want to go there. I know that apartment is hot. <laughs> okay, so the real address to the building that Mike Lowry lives in is twenty thirty Park Avenue. In Miami Beach, Florida. Um, it is in their historic history district. I think that's what it was called. I read a bunch of shit. I read so much shit about this. This was one of the hardest real stars of movies that I've done. Because oh. I couldn't find what I wanted to find. I could not really find the history of the original building. Because I believe it was built in like the 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. And... That whole area is very historic for its old Miami Beach buildings. And unfortunately, a fire broke out around 2007-ish. And it set a bunch of the buildings over there on fire. So they were kind of left there abandoned for years until this like LLC group bought pretty much the entire block. block, Yeah, block of buildings there. And... We're going to restore them. But apparently the city found out that they weren't restoring them the way that they thought they were. That they even knocked down buildings they weren't even supposed to knock down. But I think once they got in there and they saw like the fire damage and stuff, it was it was too hard to save some of these buildings. But they it looks like what is going on from what I can see. I'm not quite sure if it's completely open. Mm -hmm. 
but it looked like they turned it into a hotel or they are turning it into a hotel. I couldn't find how much the rooms are to book it was, but I did find a lot of videos of them building it. Ooh, cool. <laughs> and, what, and what it will turn out into being. But it does look really great and beautiful. I would love to stay there at one point or at least go to the area. I think the front looks not the same it is going to look more flashier and a little different but they try to keep the same structure of it i don't know so <laughs> if you want to go to collins park which is the hotel mm -hmm. you know let us know how it turns out now since that is where we spent most of our time of course she's the star but let's you know talk about our co-star martin's house which ah! is in northwest 15th avenue in miami Florida and when I looked at it it looks pretty much the same mm -hmm. the big bushes in front are even bigger now uh, but it just it still looks the same it's super cute I liked it Aww. so yeah this was a tough tough uh real estate week on on this one but <laughs> I mean I wanted to know Miami where this house was. though that's what I I love it their is. house this is their first house. Every movie, it seems like they move somewhere. Their house gets bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. Like the next house is, they have the like the doughboy pool. Yeah. Off of the off of the water, uh -huh. you know. So the house gets better and better. This is just their starter home when their babies are little. And yeah, that's a little bit. Okay, so before we move on to Martin, I do have a fun fact for you. This movie, back when it was known as the Bulletproof Hearts, it was in the hands of Disney. Disney owned this movie Ooh, originally. Originally, huh? Originally. And they ended up selling the script for $3 million. Uh oh. And when they sold the script, by this time, Martin was already attached to it. Mm. This is when they were flowing in Arsenio and Loris Fishburne, see which one would fit in there. But obviously, they both turned it down. And like I said, he said it was like the worst mistake of his life. Yeah. He really wished that he would have took that one, which I think he should have too. But the filming for this movie was very short time. Like, it was two months in making this movie. That was it. That's amazing. 60 days. 60 yeah. days. <laughs> To make this movie. Yeah. But they had a good good start with having Martin in there. Mm -hmm. Because he is the key to this movie. He truly is. Yeah. He, He's very funny. He brings it to life for sure. Yeah. He is in real life when he was a young lad. He was good at boxing. So that scene where they're in the gym and he's like, can't hit nothing. And he's like tripping over the dumbbells mm -hmm. and all that shit. That is all acting because this fool could probably really rival Will Smith at that time in boxing. I mean, I'm sure now he can't because he he was Ollie. Okay. <laughs> Let's not forget Will Smith was Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> so Martin is great. He's funny. And I think that he also had a little trouble with Michael Bay as well. Because there is talk of them arguing. And at one point, Martin yells like, hey, man, I'm a black man who came from nothing. You know, I was poor. And Michael Bay said, hey, man, I was just a poor white boy from the valley. Like, you know, like that was his comeback. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. I was a poor white boy from the valley. Because he is a, uh, you know, L.A. boy. Mm -hmm. And... I think that they both kind of laughed at that. Yeah, I'm sure. And for and for have, having 
you know, Michael Bay fight to do this black ass movie. I know. <laughs> Proves that he, he sees something in you guys. But either way, you know, they didn't get along the greatest. <laughs> but uh, Martin, like I said, we've talked about him previously in Life with Eddie Murphy, which is such a great movie. So like good. such. Hell yeah. What's your favorite Martin movie? Ooh, my favorite Martin Lawrence film. Big Mama's House. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to be like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, Bad Boys 2, for sure. Bad Boys 2 is, is to me, it's the best Bad Boys. It's the it really best. Is, but because this one, I, I totally understand why Michael Bay fucking hates this script. Because this script makes little sense. Yeah. And the best part of it is the improvisation from all the actors. But, like, we could have did without them trading places. Yeah. I mean, once now that we have like seen the whole arc of the bad boy story, exactly, you know, it was something that we really didn't need. Mm. Just having like starting them off in part two of just them being just being partners is funny enough. Exactly, like, it made it was like a cute, quirky little story plot that they added to the film, which was completely unnecessary. But I mean, it was quirky and it was cute and it made it they made a little bit of conflict happen within the story. But there was already so much going on that it was really unnecessary. Because you know that she don't believe you from the beginning. Exactly. She doesn't believe you're Michael. Exactly. It's not like you fooled her. It'd be funny if you fooled her. Yeah. But you didn't even do that. Is he the tall one or the little one? She just needed someone to confirm it. I know. She's like, oh, God. And, I mean, it does it. pull... I mean, the whole thing, though, does pull the wife into the situation, which gets him really mad, which gets him vengeful, because they shot at his wife, and he gets really defensive of it. So it does add to that element, for sure. I mean, there's a plot and a reason for everything. Not, I mean, not everything always, but it makes it a little corny. That's why Bad Boys 2 is just so perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would say that's my favorite Martin Lawrence film. Is Bad Boys. I would say. And then Big Mama's House. Um, is that really on the no, list? No, it's really on <laughs> <laughs> Is that really on your list? It's not. But we, it's so much we fun need to, to talk. talk about. <laughs> we should talk. My favorite thing, obviously, I mean, I guess it's not a movie, but Martin, the TV show, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Number one favorite thing ever. It's. But. I would say I do love him and do the right thing. We'll talk about him whenever we do that. Oh, that's right. We talked about him in House Party. That's right. Oh, I bet. So we've talked about him twice. Thin Line Between Love and Hate. That's probably one of my favorites. Oh, that, that is a good one. Fucking crazy fatal attractions. Life, we already talked about. Love it. Nothing to lose. That's a good one. Blue Streak, girl. Blue Streak. <laughs> I fucking love that. National Security. That one was pretty good. Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. I also like college, college road trip. Did you see that with him and uh, no, I uh, Raven Simone? I didn't. Did you see him in Wild Hogs? Yeah, Ra- yes, that's all. That's not on my. That's not on my list. But uh, I did like the college road trip because I literally watched it before I moved off for college. Oh, it's cute. Aww. Cute family one. I believe it's on Disney Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Death at a Funeral, the um, black version. Yeah, that one's hilarious. That is good. But yeah, Martin, to me, I love him. He is a staple in black cinema. Martin's funny, and especially in like the early 2000s, he really hit his stride of like good, funny movies, mm-hmm. family movies. We can't forget Def Jam. He's a fucking oh, yeah. the host for that. So Martin, I fucking love you. We will definitely talk about you again. What? 
Michael Bay, his car is in the first scene. He's got the Porsche. I kind of had a feeling, but I wasn't. Yeah, he's that's he has Mike Lowry's car. Yeah, right? Mike Lowry's car is Michael Bay's car that he donated for the film because the with the Cobra when it blew when it blew they had to get the replacement and they got a replacement but they got it with a V8 engine which made it the fastest muscle car to. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was looking over my notes. Okay, I got a couple more. So, the carjacking scene. Oh yeah. At the beginning of the movie, the very first scene we see, we're introduced to our our characters. Well, that was the very last thing that was shot. And when I say the very last thing, I mean like weeks after principal shooting had already wrapped. However, the movie originally opened. Mm -hmm. He didn't really like the feel for us meeting our stars. And so he made them go back out and redo it. Okay. Again, so that is... That is our the very first scene. It's our very last scene. And it's so he good. He wanted to make it a little funnier. Yeah, a little better. He used more improv. He got to capture their relationship off the bat. It's honestly, it's, it's so good. I'm so happy that they decided to do it, to make that scene. Because I really think it sets the tone for the whole movie. I like love it. What's Martin Lawrence's last line? And then it cuts, and then you're like, boom, bad boys. And you're like, oh, shit, what is this? It's so good. Oh, my God. I like, ugh, I'm so happy that they did it. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, passenger 57. Now give me a motherfucking handy white. Passenger 57. (laughs) (laughs) Call out to my man Wesley Snipes. Ow. Wesley Snipes, you passed us up, bitch. Bitch, I'm sorry. So there's a scene that was cut out of this movie that I watched a deleted scene of for the very first time today. So you know how we meet Marcus. He's like waking up in bed. Mm-hmm. He's got a heart on for his wife, yeah. but he can't do nothing about it because the kids were on yeah. in and then he's got to like start his life. Well, right before that scene, we get to see how Mike Lowry wakes mm-hmm. up and he wakes up and he has one hand that has like a handcuff still attached to it. <laughs> And he's like rubbing his eyes and he looks up and there's like this sexy Latino girl who's like half ass naked about to get in the shower. And she's like, good morning, papi. And he's just like, yeah. And then he turns to the other side and he moves a blanket and the, her twin sister is laying there. And she's like, good morning, my mi amor. Oh. And she's just like, yeah. Ah. And he like gets up and like that's like how... He starts his day compared to like how Marcus starts. Yeah, (laughs) whose life is better at that point? I thank you. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have kept it in. Yeah, they should have. I don't know why they decided not to. I always thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, we just we end up at his house out of the Mm -hmm. blue, and we don't like get to like see him actually in his house until like the movie's almost over. Yeah, and it's kind of nice that they would have had like the two main characters mirroring. Like, both mm-hmm. waking up and starting their day as cops. Like, it's different. Hmm, I wonder why. Maybe for time? They cut a lot of yeah. things. Michael Bay was not happy with the final cut mm-hmm. of this movie because he wasn't Michael Bay back then. He was just some young kid mm-hmm. punk, and they didn't really give him the power that he has now to kind of do whatever the fuck he wants by making big stars like Will Smith and... Fucking Will Smith. Ben Affleck and fucking... <laughs> Uh, Bruce Willis, Shia LaBeouf, Bruce Willis, fucking Megan Fox. 
We wouldn't know who the fuck Megan Fox was if it wasn't for his ass. See? And they didn't get along either at first. I kind of thought it was her fault, but I got to think, you know, he's just one of those. He's just me, one of those artists that are difficult. To... He's just one of those artists that you either love or hate him, but don't say shit about him because he'll blackball you. It looks like. So. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Michael Bay. <laughs> I mean, we've done nothing but talk about matters. I do. I do. I probably would not like him personally. Like, we wouldn't be homies. That's fine. Well, not to be friends with everybody. But I appreciate his work and would like to add to the art, especially the way that he... The reason why I would like him is because he asks his his actors Mm -hmm. for their input. Yeah. Which some actors don't. And they want you to read the lines how it is and don't tell me what you think. I tell you what you think. Mm-hmm. And he's not one of those. So I appreciate that. And I think that's why we always get very good performances out of his actors. Now, we can talk about our leading lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to give me some some info? Hell yeah. So you guys have probably already kind of spoke about her in the League of Their Own. But she's... Mm, no, not really. Because she's on the other team. She's not on our team. Oh. She's not, yeah, she's not a rock for peach. Yeah, so, yeah, we didn't really talk about her. <laughs> um, they consider this to definitely be her breakout role. Uh, she's definitely. amazing. I personally always think of her in Fun with Dick and Jane, opposite Jim Carrey. Jim uh, Carrey? That's a good that one. Is so good. That is and a good one. And then she, of course, was in Nikki C, The Family Man. The Family. I was about to be like, you going to talk about The oh, Family? yeah, for sure. Love, I love everything she does, honestly. She's absolutely incredible. She was in Deep Impact. Uh, she's in the third Jurassic Park. Uh, she's uh, Spanglish again. Ugh, so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but she has this quirky attitude, but she got to play like a nicer, serious role in this political drama that's been happening. Well, actually, I think it's over now. It ran for like six seasons on um, CBS. Is it over? Yeah, it was Madam, Madam Secretary. Uh, Secretary, yeah. yeah. Which I didn't get into right away, and I feel bad that I didn't get into it right away. I definitely started watching it a little later. But if you like it, it was created by Morgan Freeman. So, like, please, it's gonna, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> I am just not a big fan of political dramas. It's very, very hard for me to get into them. Even West Wing, which is like the ultimate <laughs> political show, is hard for me to get into. So those ones I don't usually stick around too much for because, you know, it honestly, even like House of Cards, it's like, it's too, even though it is very good writing and, you know, you're like, ooh, it just knowing how close it is to the truth yeah. of how corruption See, is. I get really into it. it. Just, like, it, it actually takes me longer to get into it. But once I get into it, I fully, like, commit to it. Like, Scandal. I I was apprehensive at first, but then I was like, ah, uh, Olivia Pope is the most is the coolest person on the face of the planet. So <laughs> I really like dug into that House of Cards. I mean, Robin Wright is amazing in that in that show. So yeah, she she's just amazing. She's always. amazing always. I mean, we already talked about her in The Princess Bride, and she's incredible. But anyways, and Forrest Gump. Gump. <laughs> but I mean, she's hilarious. That's what's really she has incredible timing. She's got such a great attitude when it comes to filming. I'm sure that she just stuck... She was stuck around for all the jokes. I heard that her and the boys had a really fun time filming. Like, they even talked about it in some interviews that she was great to play off of, even though she wasn't on set that much. Most of her scenes only took, like, a couple weeks, I believe. That's true. I mean, it only took... 
two, two months. months to make it. So yeah, I, so yeah. she just came. She was oh. very professional when I was watching the interviews. She was very professional. She just went in, did the work, and came out and uh, played off really, really well with Martin Lawrence. Who I mean, I can only imagine playing up against him. It would be like really hard because he's just so full of improvisation like he's just so quick and it's so beautiful to see him work and just bounce off each other and that's the fun fact i am obsessed with is that she got knocked the fuck out by the fuck out martin lawrence's stunt double she apparently missed her mark and when the stunt double was going to hit her with the ak-47 hit her actually in the jaw knocked her unconscious and flew backwards had to take she woke up in the hospital (laughs) hit your mark hit your mark yeah apparently when it happened everyone started freaking out on set michael bay was like oh my god check on her check on her and like immediately had her rush to the hospital but she survived she was fine she actually played it really cool they got the shot and that's the shot i believe that you see in the film I say, if you're going to knock me out unconscious, that better be the shot you fucking use. Just like <laughs> right? on Princess Bride and shit. Use the we real use... one. If you if I did all this shit, you better use the real exactly. one. Exactly. Exactly. So, she really gave her whole heart to the art. But I don't doubt that we will talk about her again, because I really would love to do a couple of other films. With her in them, especially. I mean, I really love Fun with Dick and Jane so much. I'm not gonna. I like I Fun love with that Dick and Jane. That's so much. It's so funny. That one's way funnier than you think it's you gonna really, be. Really, so good. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so here's a cool fun fact that I didn't know until today. So you know the opening scene where you have the big Miami sign, and the plane flies over it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is there is there a real Miami sign? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> well, the Miami sign that we see, that's a miniature Miami oh, sign. That is it. not the actual sign. But they did really put the sign next to the airport. Michael Bay was like, I need to get a shot of the plane flying over it. <laughs> and one of the guys was like, it's going to be fucking totally rad, dude. And like runs out there and like he could have definitely died. But s- sat there and held it as the plane went over and he got his one shot, which is the shot that we see in the opening thing. Uh-huh. I did not know. I mean, I've been to Miami twice. Yeah. And I don't ever remember ever seeing the sign. But the next time I'm ever there. We're looking for it. I'm looking for it. I got one more fun fact. So let's talk about some cameos here. Ooh, yeah. So John Sally, he is really a Detroit Pistons basketball player back in the 80s. You would see him as the prison hacker who they have him there hacking the computer. And Martin's just like, hey, man, back up off me, okay? I'm doing an illegal favor for you. Okay, this is what I got put in jail for in the first place. So you back up off me. Man, you don't sit your lanky ass down. Bottom line, I will knock you the fuck out. You better sit your fucking ass down with your Coke bottle glasses. And he's like, will you promise me you'd get me out of jail? And he's like, yes, and, and I will try to get you out <laughs> yep, of jail. You remember uh-huh, him? I remember him. Well, he in real life is a basketball player. And his nickname back on the court used to be Bad Boy. Stop it. No way. Yeah, way. So that is that was the reason why they put him in the thing in the first place. Um, I 
love that. Are you kidding? I didn't know that. Yes, I did know who he was. I did not know that that was his nickname. So that is pretty funny. And he pops up in part two as well. He does pop up in part two as well. But he's no longer a prisoner. He's just like a regular like hacker for them or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, he, so Will apparently gets him out of jail. But he does show up in that one as well. So we only have... I love that. That it was his nickname. That's his nickname. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So we got another cameo, and that would be the man himself, Mr. Michael Bay. You can peep him him out as he's inside the Club Hell. Club Hell. He's off in the club. Of course he had to make an appearance. He had to make an appearance. He's kind of Alfred Hitchcocking himself. And it's not the first time. Doesn't he make an appearance in the last... Bad Boys for Life. I don't know. I, that's what I hear. Yeah. I didn't remember. I haven't seen Yeah, it. he does. He shows up. He shows up in, a, in quite a few of his, his stuff. You just got to be looking for him. Okay. But yeah, I'm done. I ain't got no more. You ain't got no more? I don't either. I love everybody. We're pretty drunk on our Miami Mule. I don't know about you. I am hammered. I, like, I love this drink. I'm pretty drunk. Ah, and good girl. I, I'm ready to party. Because we're the best of friends, and I'm going down to the river. <laughs> I love it. That's how you know I'm real drunk. Yeah, I'll girl. I'll start calling bridesmaid. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my God. We did it. We did it. We made it. I can't believe it's almost 3 a.m. <laughs> Oh my God, it is. It's almost 3 a.m. for her. I'm sorry. We tried to do this as fast as... Why am I apologizing? You were the late one, not me. I was the late one, you guys. I, um... I'm actually not in Florida. We were joking about this. We finally do a Florida movie, and I'm not in Florida nope. to talk about it. No. Nope. I'm on the road. I'm actually sitting in a Tesla. Shout out to Electra for letting me, uh, work in her beautiful car, because I'm able to plug in. <laughs> This beautiful mule's got me feeling real good. Got a feeling loose. My host gave me this like powder to relax my muscles, and I'm just like feeling every bit of my body right now. Ooh, jelly. Oh boy. All right, so are you ready? Are you ready? Tell me about it, stud. Ooh, well, it's time for Z for the people. Uh, Yes, sir. Yes. All right, so this Z for the people I picked because my cutie patootie, my baby booby, Will Smith. So this is called the Will and Jada Smith Family Foundation. Oh, cool. So as a family, the Smiths, all of them, including their three children, Mm-hmm. And their family and friends have gathered to help out communities in need. So apparently they have started a lot here in Los Angeles. Because if you don't know, we have quite a tent city problem in downtown L.A. And yeah. it's getting worse and worse over the years. And people just want to throw homeless people away and not do something to help them. But the... Will and Jada Smith Foundation sent a vegan food truck 
over there to Skid Road area in uh, downtown Los Angeles. If you guys watch the Cecil Hotel documentary on Netflix in that area where all the homeless are, mm, they sent over mm-hmm. this food truck with vegan food and gave it away for free to homeless people in the area. They do things like that. I love them. Yeah, they work with other different foundations that do things. They just want to inspire people to do great things in their life and to do good things for their community so that you could pass it on and that person could pass it on. I will definitely be paying more attention to this because I have definitely paid attention to them, but mm-hmm. not to the extent of like giving money or donating my time which I would love to do. But if you have any questions or if you want to donate your time, donate your money to mm-hmm. the Will and Jada Smith Family Foundation, go to wjsff.org and uh, check it out. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. When they do events, I'm sure once this all opens up, they'll do something. When the world opens up a little more, they'll be able to do more to help us all. This family is amazing. And if you're not inspired by at least one of the family members, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, and also mad shout out to Jada, who I don't know if you know this, but her and her daughter Willow and her mother Adrian, they have a show, Red Table Talk. It actually, their new season premiered today. Damn, damn. She's my faves. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I love this show so much. I'm obsessed. Their whole family is definitely involved in it. But it's They just film it at their house. example. <laughs> At their own home. Yeah. And uh, it's another thing where it's like they bring the family together and they talk about real serious issues. It's just a, they're such a beautiful family. Yeah, beautiful family. Yeah, their legacy is going to definitely live on as long as these people have, as long as their kids have kids. Yeah. <laughs> the Smith family will be doing good for years to come, I'm sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's my Z for the people. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that one. That was great. Beautiful, beautiful attention. Okay, well, we did it. We did it. We made it. We 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 uh, love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Wherever you're listening from, Spotify, FM Player, Podbean, thanks so much for tuning in to us. Please spread the word. We love you guys. We love talking about movies. We love talking about drinking cocktails. I see you. We see you on Instagram, on Twitter, TikTok. We appreciate all the feedback that you guys give us, the attention, the love. Oh, my God. Instagram love is real. Yeah. Zenobia is even getting on our Instagram and having a little fun. fun. Yeah, girl. So uh, go ahead and, you know, hit us up. You can also email us at Lights, Camera, Cocktail. No S. Get the S out of here. At gmail.com. Send us your close encounters. And uh, any suggestions, any movie recommendations, we love hearing them, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me and drinking with me, Z. This cocktail is my new favorite thing. I know. So delish. I know. So good. Thank you for drinking and talking with me as well. And do we want to talk about next week's movie a little bit? Do you want to tell us who your crush is or you want to just tell us who the movie is? What the movie is? I have never been shy about my crush. I think I've even mentioned it a couple of times because we mentioned her as a producer and writer for uh, a film that we did last summer. It was actually one of the first ones you let me pick. It was was your very Um, first one. I know, because I couldn't not. Lena Waithe is my crush. Oh my gosh, I feel like I feel like I'm back in middle school. Like, oh my god, I'm a girl. Right, we're gonna watch Ready Player One. I can't watch. <laughs> we get to talk about Mr. Movie. Spielberg again. Again, 
Again. Again. And this movie is so good. But this movie and is amazing. I can't wait to watch it all week long. <laughs> I know. I I have no, I mean, I already probably watched it like a million times this month already. So I, I literally watched watch it, it like five days ago. <laughs> it's so good, you guys. I can't wait to talk about it with you. Yeah, so uh, everybody get ready, player one. It's because it's going ready, down. One, Suit up. Suit up. Suit up, Barney. Well, everybody, I guess this is it. We made it. <laughs> we made it. And we will be back next week with another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Everybody wants to be like Mike. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> good one. That's such a good ending. <laughs>